So uncertainty is a part of life and it's okay to acknowledge your fears as long as you don't let them define your experiences. Hello, and welcome to The Expat Therapist, the show that helps wanderlust women prioritize their mental health and live their best lives abroad. I'm your host, Arielle Roberts, a licensed clinical therapist and a fellow expat. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips, insights, and real-life conversations with inspiring women who are making the most of their international adventures. Whether you're a seasoned expat or just getting started, this podcast is for you, so grab your journal, Get cozy and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Expat Therapist Podcast. So really quick life update. I'm currently piling on about 80 million different things right now. Um, All things just I have to fit in before heading back to Spain, which is exciting, um, but also super overwhelming and scary. So I'm taking my board exam this month. I'm launching a virtual event for you guys at the end of the month, working a bunch of different jobs, um, and then heading back to Spain, I believe the first week of September, uh, which means I need to make sure that I have my homesick kit, all my goodies for everyone. Uh, like I literally have people asking for, for muffins, American muffins, American candies, undies with the good material, lotion. So just a variety of different things that I have to make sure that I have. Um, and so with everything just really heavy on my mind and such little time to do it all, I've been going through it. Um, but this time it's, it's a really good feeling. Like I feel really accomplished. Um, however, I'm still human. So this leads me to today's topic of coping with the infamous quote unquote, what ifs. So we've all been there, done that with that kind of negative spiral of what if questions. Like for me personally right now, like what if I don't pass my board exam? What if no one shows up to my virtual event? What if my return flights get delayed? You know, all very plausible what if questions, right? So my all-time favorite coping strategy is called worst case scenario. And so basically what happens is I compile a list of worst case scenarios for my question or for whatever my worry or fear or uncertainty for the day is. So the absolute worst case scenario that I can think of Um, and then I challenge them so say that maybe the worst case scenario does actually happen then what so I problem solve by attaching an ending to the story to each and every worst case scenario Um, so this is one of my favorite coping strategies because what it does is desensitizes my worst case scenario it brings them to life right? So I'm no longer avoiding or pretending like this is not a possibility. Um, And then I'm forced to problem solve in the event that it actually does happen because honestly, anything can happen. Uh, So instead of just being overtly positive and optimistic, I'm realistic, you know, so it's really possible that these not so good situations do actually play out. But just like every other bad thing that's ever happened to me in my life, I overcome and I eventually end up learning a really good lesson from it. So being scared of these terrible situations, it only puts me in a position of fear. And the best way to overcome it is to be as prepared as possible with an optimistic outlook on the fact that 
I'll be okay even when the bad things happen. And so I kind of want to emphasize what optimistic means. So for me, it's not just being super positive and bubbly and, you know, everything's going to be okay and fine. No, for me, optimism is more taking a realistic approach, right? So being able to identify, hey, it's a very real possibility that this really bad thing might happen. Okay, so what can I kind of do? You know, if this worst worst case scenario was to actually play out, how would I manage it? How would I cope? How would I problem solve? Um, And then after doing the worst case scenario, then I move to best case scenario. And so I kind of speak into existence what I would like to happen, right? The best case scenario of this situation is ABC, right? And then I spend a little bit of time on the most likely case scenario. So what I do is I take all of the factors, everything that I know about the situation, my personality, how I normally deal or cope with things, or, you know, the few things that might be in my control. Um, you know, and I just say, you know, more than likely, this is most likely to happen. Right. And so it kind of brings more, once again, that realistic perspective to like the forefront of my mind. Um, you know, and in reality, more than likely, we are able to kind of look at a situation and say, you know, knowing me or knowing how things are going right now, um, this is most likely case scenario. And so sometimes that can be a good outcome. And sometimes it can also be not a good outcome. Um, And then I just do the same thing that I do for worst case, right? So I problem solve, there's anything there, you know, well, you know, for example, my board exam, you know, what if I don't pass? Okay, well, I've had exams before in my past, right? I've gone to, you know, elementary, middle, high school, undergrad, graduate school, I've had exams that I haven't passed. um, And obviously, it didn't hold me back. So I was able to overcome, you know, so whether I had to retake the exam, you know, or maybe it was communicating with a professor or, you know, for this, I can't necessarily communicate with a professor, but I can, you know, schedule another exam. And I can put forth more effort and, you know, worst case scenario, honestly, is that I just learn, you know, how to take the exam. Um, You know, I can identify my thoughts and my feelings. Was I really nervous going into it? Or, um, you know, maybe I didn't study enough for a certain part. How can I improve, right? Taking whatever I can from the situation and just being better, learning from it so that the next time I take it, hopefully I'll have a better outcome. So for me, what this has done is it's given me um, an amazing amount of emotional resilience and adaptability. So now I feel that I have a really good compass for recognizing, um, you know, what is possible in all negative situations, you know, and also recognizing that there's always a solution and an even more amazing lesson learned. Even when it hurts a lot in between recognizing what that solution or lesson is. Um, So this is something that I instill in my clients as well. We cannot escape or avoid all of the negativity in life. So let's just embrace it. And embracing uncertainty, you know, it's a skill that really takes time to develop. Honestly, we all have experiences with embracing uncertainties. We've been doing it our entire life. It takes mindfulness and an understanding to be able to recognize and identify it. So I want to I want to guide you through a mindfulness exercise right now. And so if you are in a place where you can, I want you to take a moment, close your eyes, And I want you to envision a situation in your past that required you to overcome uncertainties. Maybe you had some fears. You weren't really sure how things were going to play out. 
So take a second to recall that time in your life. Now I want you to fast forward through that situation to the end, or even perhaps maybe a time later on, after the solution was no longer a thought. And I want you to reflect internally on how that situation has shaped you into who you are today, what you learned, how you grew, and who you became because of it. There were probably so many uncertainties, and now they're just a figment of your imagination because you overcame. Whether or not they came true or not, they're no longer a worry for you. And so now I want you to practice self-compassion and appreciate yourself, your body, your mind, for being there for you and guiding and allowing you to move forward and learn. Okay, let's hop back into to the material. So uncertainty is a part of life and it's okay to acknowledge your fears as long as you don't let them define your experiences. And so sometimes our what ifs contain things that are completely out of our control. If you take a look and explore the fears and uncertainties that you have, you might find that you are worrying about things that are completely out of your control. So take a moment and identify that you are only in control of yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your behaviors. Therefore, concentrating on things within your control is all that we can do. Have you ever tried to make someone do something or control a situation that had absolutely nothing to do with you? Let's be real, we've all done it. So maybe it was trying to change someone's mind or perspective about you. Maybe you're so preoccupied with what someone thinks of you or someone comes to you for advice on the situation and based on your personal experiences, maybe you know exactly how they should handle it. But they seem to be really stuck and certain in their own ways. And these are two situations that we can't control and we can't force them how to act or behave or even think in the way that you do. We could just hope and pray that at least they learn from their experience, right? And who knows, honestly, right? Just because we have a personal experience and things worked out a specific way for us, who's to say that if someone else did it the exact same way that it would also work out for them? You know, we don't really know. And so in the end, once again, it's all about learning from your experiences. And so this should help to alleviate some of those fears and anxieties around our uncertainties. And so I definitely recognize in my personal life that I have to be more cognizant of those what-if thoughts and then working really hard on remaining mindful to reconstruct and not allow them to consume me, which could lead me into a negative spiral. And so mindfulness and grounding is a really important step to conquering your what-ifs because if we aren't mindfully aware and able to ground ourselves when we get to this place, then it makes it extremely hard to move forward and implement those coping strategies, let alone working to overcome and persevere. And so for me as an expat, this is something that I look back and reflect on a lot, you know, especially in the beginning stages when I was planning my move, there was a lot of negativity. There were a lot of people kind of telling me, hey, this is kind of crazy or, you know, why don't you do this instead? Um, you know, I even had someone who was like, you know, why don't you, you leave your son at home for a year? You go and you figure it out and, you know, then bring him along. Um, definitely not happening. And so glad that I didn't take that advice because, you know. Here we are, thriving two years later, and best decision of my life. 
Um, you know, but to be fair as well, I also had some people bring up really good points. And so these were things that I brought into my planning. Um, and I recognize that there are definitely going to be some things that are out of my control. There are going to be, you know, some things that lead me to have some of those spiraling what if thoughts. But the best thing I can do is, like I said earlier, try to prepare for them the best way that I can. And honestly, I think for me, especially in the situation with my, my son and his father and having to go to court, I had a lot of people kind of like playing devil's advocate and helping me think of things. And so I tried to problem solve, right? Okay, this is a very valid reason, a very valid thought. How can I problem solve? How can I kind of get around this? How can I think of making this better, not only for me, but for my son, for his father, for our experiences? Um, and so sometimes those those worst case scenarios, um, they help guide us to a better understanding of how to play out our situation. Um, And so sometimes, like I just kind of mentioned, talking to other people about my fears and uncertainties, um, finding like a safe member in my support system was really helpful. And so maybe you can find someone in your support system, like a therapist or a parent or a friend, a coworker, anyone that you feel comfortable with. Um, where you can maybe disclose to them some of your fears and anxieties, you know, having some of those conversations, I think is really important um, to do, you know, and I think it's also important to highlight that not everyone in your support system may be the right person for this job. Um, Like, have you ever had a supportive person in your life who really is supportive in like maybe a good amount of areas of your life? you know, but maybe for certain things you wouldn't go to them for, or maybe someone who's only really supportive when they want to be, or if the situation benefits them, or sometimes maybe they're not really supportive at all, but the connection, the relationship, the love, the length of the relationship, right? Those might be things kind of holding you back. And when I say holding you back, maybe it's more so just holding you back from opening up and and talking to them about everything. Um, And so you might realize that they're not the person that you run to when you need love and assurance that everything will be all right in situations that maybe have a potential not to be. So sometimes you just need a welcoming hand or voice and maybe they're not that person for you. You know, I think it takes a deep level of personal understanding to be able to organize your support system in a way that is most beneficial to you. Um, And so I think it's amazing that you're able to identify this as it takes, like I said, that deep level of awareness to recognize roles that certain people play and when to reach out to certain people based on your specific needs at the time. It can be hard to verbalize that, so I am proud of you for connecting to this material right now. Recognizing the role that people play in your life is really important, and it only helps set you up for the most success possible. Sometimes people in our lives for certain seasons And sometimes they have certain assets that are most beneficial to us. And sometimes those assets may not be beneficial for the moment or the time that we're in. So give yourself a big hug or a slap on the back for being mindfully aware of these people who are or maybe aren't um, perfect for where you are in your journey. And so, you know, obviously, depending on the relationship, you know, I might encourage you to communicate, not being afraid of telling them how you need someone to best support you, you know, and that can look a number of ways. Um, You know, maybe at the beginning of the conversation, you can state, you know, I think that you can be most supportive to me by and then address what it is that you need or expect for them in this moment. You know, I think this is a really great way to verbalize your needs and wants from someone in a clear and concise manner. And relationships only function off of communication. 
So all in all, fears and uncertainties, those what if thoughts can either run us ragged or they can be really strengthening to us if we learn how to take them for what they are and using them to build emotional resilience. You are in complete control of your story and the paths moving forward. Once you are mindfully aware and motivated to reach your said end goal. And so today, I will leave you with this prompt to explore and relate to today's content. So what is one what-if scenario that has been weighing on your mind lately? How could you apply the worst-case scenario technique to confront and cope with this fear? As mentioned earlier, I am hosting a virtual event for you guys at the end of this month. I'm specifically targeting people who are hoping to make their move abroad. So all of the potential expats out there, this event is especially for you. So if you have been dreaming of living abroad, maybe you've been planning, found yourself a little bit stuck, unmotivated, afraid of failing, hearing I told you, starting to wonder if you'll ever make that move abroad. Maybe you're hearing how other people have made their moves, but it just doesn't seem to fit your unique situation, leaving you feeling defeated. If that is you, then this workshop is exactly for you. Follow the podcast description. There's a link there leading you to a page with all of the information about what will be covered in our workshop. And if you're still feeling like this might be a good fit for you, follow the instructions. I'm super excited to connect with everyone, to hear all of your guys' trials and tribulations, and hoping to help motivate and empower you to push forward and finalize your move abroad. So once again, in the podcast description, there's a link to a page giving you all of the information that you need about this workshop. If you feel like it's a good fit, follow the instructions. Can't wait to see you guys on the inside. Thank you so much for listening in to the Expat Therapist Podcast. For more tips and material, head over to my website at globaltransitions.co or on Instagram at the Expat Therapist. Don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for more insights and inspiration on thriving in your global transition. I hope you are leaving feeling even just a little bit more empowered. And remember, there's never a good time, so just go all out and do it now.